Aloha, everyone, and welcome back to the High Connect Podcast, a weekly podcast where all we do is buy NFTs and advocate for crypto. And hey, no one does that better than my guest today. Repeat uh, podcast guest, first time ever, Tasha. How you doing, Tasha? What up? Dude, literally, you are the first person that we had on the podcast, and now you're back again, and we're like 22 episodes deep or something. And you're the first person that I wanted back on for a second time. Oh, You okay. feel special? It's okay. Yeah, I'm... <laughs> I'm well, humbled. That's well. I mean, it's good because it's not just. I think the first episode we talked a lot about sneakers, right? Because mm-hmm, sure. yeah, there was a lot of sneaker content there. But this second time around, what I like about people that you know have diverse interests is that we can talk about multiple subjects. Obviously, right. so not only we can maybe dabble in sneakers or some things that I actually want to touch on. Like I know you went to like Virgil shows and stuff, and we haven't talked about that since his passing. So right. that'll be cool. Um, but other than that, I really want to focus on like crypto and NFTs this time around, which okay. I mean, your profile picture is literally. I changed it this morning. Again? I what? keep changing it. Oh, what is it now? Or what is. It's what is just it? me again. Oh, it's you again. Okay. Um, but Not the I keep changing it to a different PFP uh, just because I keep changing my mind about which uh, which of my NFTs I want to display. Okay. So let's get into it. And I'm going to preface this by telling everybody that. I'm not a huge NFT guy. Literally, as of this moment right now, I own zero NFTs. Um, I understand. Soon to change. Yeah, so that's exactly what we're wondering what's going to happen in this podcast. By the end of this, is Tasha going to convince me to buy an NFT? We'll see. Um, but yeah, other than that, I, I understand the crypto space because they're kind of intertwined to an extent. Yes. Uh, I have a decent portfolio in crypto, but the NFTs is the ones that's really confusing to me um, because it, it's hard because it's when I liken it to sneakers, right? Mm-hmm. It's like sneakers is all about hype, right? And I feel like the NFT thing is also driven by hype. Like whatever yes. people perceive as cool, that's what will give it value. Cause For sure. Exactly. For sure. So that's where it's confusing because a lot of people say it's like an intangible asset. We were kind of joking about it before, mm-hmm. but essentially it is an intangible. And I see the meme all the time of people saying, okay, I just right clicked and saved this picture and now I own the same thing. Which I think is, you're going to say that's the dumbest thing ever, right? It's not dumb. It's just um, perception. Um, it's just uh, not understanding how the blockchain works. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess how, I mean, you totally, get, you, you totally get it because you understand sneakers, you understand hype, you mm-hmm. understand price fluctuation. Um, it's literally the same exact concept with like crypto and especially NFTs. Um, like you said, people can build hype around a certain project. Uh, the most popular one right now is bathing. Excuse me. I keep thinking. I always call it bait stuff. too. I think it's bait too. Uh, <laughs> what is it? B-A-Y-C. It's board ape. Board ape. Board ape. Yacht club. They must have taken that from bape. Part um, of it. Bathing ape. Yeah, maybe. And it's funny because, uh, bathing ape got their, um, their inspiration from Planet of the Apes. The, the old yes, movies. That's what I remember. Yeah. yeah. So, um, the thing about crypto is you always see like I'm aping in, I'm aping in, you know, or like mm. I'm bullish. So I really thought that the biggest NFT was going to be um, back in the day, like last year when uh, Board Ape Yacht Club uh, released. There's other like, you know, similar projects that had like 10,000, 5,000 mm-hmm. um, NFTs in the collection on OpenSea, which is like kind of like the eBay of uh, eBay, StockX, whatever of right, NFTs. Right. Um, so you can browse there, you can see what's available, you can see the hype as, you know, prices go up and down and what's whatnot. Um, but I thought that bulls were going to be a big project, you know, like just this oh. project around like bull characters <laughs> yeah. because everyone in crypto is bullish mm-hmm. in the bull run. Interesting, yeah. So I, yeah, the fact that all these apes, even after Bored Ape 
Yacht Club. Now there's all these other eight projects. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just insane. There's so many. And see, that's what's confusing or hard for me to understand. Like, again, I, I'm open to the idea of NFTs, but I'm also, I would say, more negative on it than I am positive. Mm-hmm. Things like the um, Board Ape Yacht Club, that is something that I understand because it's it's creating like a semi-cult, right? Where it actually has value because so many people believe in it and it's an originator. It's an early adoption. So I believe in that. The other one I believe in is CryptoPunks because that was, I think, the original, right? Right, right, right. So those two, I liken it as like an Adidas and Nike where like they're the figureheads. Right. And then everything else, these other projects or most of the other projects are going to be like try to knockoffs or like, you know, things that are trying to ride the wave of hype and most of them are going to fail just because they're not like the OG. Because you kind of see it. Like why is everybody doing like the ape thing when it already has been done it's because they're trying to emulate the success i feel like of basie whatever it is basie yeah <laughs> how do you say how do you say the acronym i was i was just trying to think in my head how you say it because you're, you're kind of like it's like bape but basie so that, that kind of makes <laughs> okay sense. we'll use that <laughs> um so technically they weren't the first you know what i mean like oh, really? there are other projects that okay. were um utilizing the same coding um to um create multiple uh nfts in the same collection but using coding so you don't have to draw them individually for the artist one by one for all the properties so they use a code so that's why they have you know like all these nfts that have like similar um attributes Mm -hmm. but they have different properties to them so the coding just automatically plugs it in um either like randomly or you can create some that have like you know only 0.2% 0.2% uh, rarity. So that's mm-hmm. how you create rarity for these types of... Uh, Essentially like trading cards, like a Pokemon or something, yes, right? Yes, yeah, right. yeah, same but thing. that's where it, a lot of people, including myself, get a little bit confused because they're not tangible assets. And I think this right. is the biggest hurdle where adopters of NFTs have to like try to get that into the mainstream where it's, it's just it's hard to conceptualize because it's such a new idea, right? right? Like when right. the internet first came around, people were making fun of internet, you know, like they were, Bill Gates was on a talk show. I remember seeing a video and right. they were laughing at him like, nobody's going to use email. That's dumb, you know, right. and now, now it's just part of everyday it. life. And I understand like the NFT itself, like the non-fungible token, that part right. and the blockchain technology, I understand that. Right. But the art part is something that I don't really quite understand just because I don't, as somebody who like you, you like cause and you like all of this like you know actual like artists and artwork and stuff things right. that you know people put up on the wall and they give it value based off of if you think it's valuable. I understand right. it's the same thing for NFTs, but some of the prices for some of this artwork is just ridiculous to me. Where it's like the artist beforehand, he was probably like he had no name or anything. You know, he just was one of the first people to make an NFT, right. and now because it was an early adoption. He, there's hype behind it and that's why it's driving it but the art itself might not be like appealing or eye-catching or whatever it is so that's where i'm getting a little bit like you I know guess off with it for me understanding like utility of a project mm-hmm. you can't just have i mean there's of course there's projects that are just the artwork is sick and they want to sell it for a lot and for visual yada, appeal yada, yada. right okay but i feel like a lot of the most successful nft projects have utility behind them so they have a roadmap and they keep revising the roadmap of what they plan to do for all of the holders of the NFTs. You get an incentive. Oh, so for okay. example, um, Board Ape Yacht Club back in uh, last year, they went to New York and it was like NFT NYC and they had like this huge, just like- A con NFT, basically, yeah, yeah like a like convention. NFT bash, and they had like an actual yacht and the, the holders could go and mm. meet each other and mingle and everything. So how I see these clubs that are like, like uh, especially Board Ape Yacht Club, 
with the price so high and celebrities buying in at this point and spending so much money, it's more like a country club. That it's like sense. a secret society where you're in this network. It's kind of like why people go to like MIT or Harvard or whatever. You know what I mean? Like you want to be in that network and you want to claim that. Right. So if you have these people who are in your network, you can claim you are also part of that. So it's kind of like a sense of community. belonging, community, right? right? That's the whole thing I believe with NFTs and crypto in general, like supporting um, the community. So that's why, I mean... I want to plug it in here. I want to really do a project that's like focused on Hawaii. Oh, you want to do your own project? Yeah, of course. Oh, look at you. Okay. And then, you know, make it like, so we're giving back to the local community because Mm. a lot of times, you know, we don't know where to plug that money to. Yeah. We don't know where to plug the profits. We don't know what to do. But, you know, as us actually being here and in Hawaii for majority of our lives, um, you know, we understand the different aspects of where government fails in like funding for people who actually need it. So I, I want to do something like more so for the community and like also like community is amazing to me. That's, that's, that's my whole life. That's you what know? sneakers was originally. Was yes, community. exactly. So mm-hmm. to be honest, I feel like this NFT community, um, so sneakers was always, you know, like a, a secret society like if you saw someone wearing Before, a certain right yeah, yeah. if you saw someone wearing a certain sneaker you knew like you just both know and yeah. you can go up to them and chop it up and be like hey oh my gosh when i got those blah 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 blah, blah where did you get them you know did you camp out for them or right. who did you cop them from or whatever you know it wasn't like now where you can just go online and just buy them on sockx it was, it's whoever it was has totally, the biggest wallet kind of thing now right yeah, yeah. it was a totally different concept um before so i loved that whole community aspect so when i first joined instagram i went on hashtag ig sneaker community Mm -hmm. and i followed all those people and there's a good 100 people Mm. and all those people were in my sneaker community Mm. um and then hashtag sneakers had like another like 150 people i followed all of them that's insane now if you took hashtag sneakers it's probably like 1.5 million or some shit yeah, way yeah, more yeah, like, yeah. I don't know, like 20 million <laughs> who knows it's crazy it's that like is. blown up so much but um you know in the beginning it was very humble it was very just everyone was looking out for each other everyone was very positive we all just had this same similar hobby of liking these shoes mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it's just footwear right. to, to the outsider it's literally just shoes but That's as true. the community has grown over time and people see a value in sneakers and people, you know, they, it's not even a trend anymore. It's like a way of life. I can see that. So I feel like the same thing right now, literally 10 years later, it's insane for me because Instagram. Oh, it's a replication. You're yeah, saying of it's what the you're same saying. exact mm-hmm. feeling because I can see all these people getting to NFTs and we're a small community, but compared to like last year when I was first dabbling into it, there weren't that many people. And so I really felt discouraged um, with just explaining to some people because they're like, what the heck are you doing? Yeah. So as time progresses, though, you know, these projects from last year have exploded exponentially. Um, so people are starting to see more and more value and people are starting to join communities and, you know, like celebrities are getting in on it. And I feel like... For sure, it's it's going to be bigger than sneakers because the momentum is that much faster because it's so much more easily attainable to get an NFT from your home 
just by pressing purchase. You know, like with sneakers, you got to buy it. It has to ship to you. You have to figure out authenticity. You have to figure out, you know, like even just how to get it. Instant gratification culture too. It's, yes. it's people value that. So two points that I want to go. I want to go back to the Hawaii thing first. First of all, I think that's a very awesome idea. Like, you know, some kind of Hawaii based NFT. Uh, what I do like about blockchain technology and, you know, things with like Ethereum and stuff, there's a trail of yes, where the money is. So for sure. essentially we're like dealing with all these scandals and stuff in Hawaii right now where there's right. like illegal stuff going on in government right. um, and people are just finding out about it. But if you had like you're saying you're going to donate to a cause, you can literally track where that money goes and if it does go into that cause or not. Right. Yeah, and you're not just mouthing something. You don't even have to donate to the cause because, I mean, let's be real, we don't know where that money goes. For what? For like if you donate to a nonprofit. Oh, yeah, in real life. Yeah, 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 you yeah. Know? yeah. But, That's why it's hard. Right, so literally you can just donate to a specific group and you can figure out like what they're going to do with it. That was an issue before. Well, yeah, as long as I guess you can see what they do exactly with the money because the issue before with like things like other nonprofits like nonprofits right um they would say okay you're donating ten dollars to this cause to help kids in africa or something right right what they don't tell you is that 90 percent of it is going to the company for you know for their internal use or whatever to pay their employees and stuff and only mm -hmm. one dollar of your proceeds are actually getting to africa yep i can see that it might there is utility with the blockchain where you can actually see where the money goes but it's still hard to figure out where it's distributed unless you so can true. yeah unless you see it go into the hands of that person you know Very like true. that ethereum or whatever the 0.001 goes into that person's pocket then you're like okay true. i know for sure it made it into that guy's household true. um so there's always going to be issues but i'm like at least there's a little bit more um like a paper trail Right, and right. people can access that whenever they want, rather right. than us. It's just like I hope they're doing the right thing, you know, with like whatever it may be for the nonprof. Right. We have no idea though. Right. At least now we can check and we have some more control. Right. Um, the second thing that I was listening when you were talking about it, I definitely agree on the community part, but I I want to keep liking it back to sneakers because that's the easiest way for me to conceptualize, and I think for a lot of the people watching to conceptualize. Again, like how I mentioned, like you know the. CryptoPunks and stuff is like the Nike, right? It's what the biggest one, everybody's trying to be that or yes. have a project that grows that big into that For big sure. mega company. A lot of these smaller projects and what I see is like, they're trying to like basically grab shoes from like Payless shoes, no non-brand kind of shoes, you know, whatever, right. and turn it into something that's worth a million dollars. Right. And so that's where I get hesitant because I'm sure you can agree. I would say probably 90% of the projects on there are, are bad. You know, it's it's get-rich-quick schemes. Yes, always. Yeah, and so that's why it's hard for people to discern what is real and what's not real. Right. Um, and I guess that's where community comes into play a little bit. But you've seen the scams, like, with crypto coins like that are being promoted by influencers, <laughs> yes. shit coins, as they call it. Yeah. Yeah, there's so many different scams. Like, yep. uh, there's, I've seen them all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I like that uh, this YouTuber, CoffeeZilla, calls out all these, like, crypto scams. Nice. But, um, yeah, there was, like, this uh, big deal with FaZe Clan. So FaZe Rug, or not a FaZe Rug different phase guy but he was promoting a coin that was essentially like a get rich quick scheme yeah. you know so they would allow you to buy the coin once it was dropped and everybody's like oh i want to get on board you know this phase guy's promoting it but right. they wouldn't allow you to sell only the original yeah. holders are able to sell so they would sell get out and then that's it everyone's stuck in their bag exactly yeah and so i see that's why my fear is for the nfts as well where it's like okay look this is a monkey that looks kind of similar to that um Board, board eight, eight monkey yeah. you know it's pretty similar this one's probably gonna grow up go up to that same value too like you know hundreds of thousands of dollars right and so it's everybody's gonna jump on and they're like actually nah and then they get out when they get paid their ethereum and they're right. just done the project's dead that happens literally every single day really and that has happened with uh like you call them shit coins that have that still happens every single day but i was heavy into shit coins like last year every single day got rugged you literally just have to know 
when to get in and when to get out. Okay. Um, the the easiest part about doing those coins was literally you get in and you can like sell them like seconds later. Yes. So you when can just you ride the quick NFT, wave or whatever. You have to wait for someone to buy it from you. Oh, I see. And well, so technically somebody's buying the shit coin though as well. There's somebody on the other side when you click sell. True, yeah. but most times you're you're swapping it for like ETH and then swapping it within the um the uh, I see. of yeah. Yeah, and so, it's multiple buyers buying it at one time right, rather than one right. NFT going to one person. Right. Oh, uh, okay. So it's a little more risky. Um, I heavily believe in VV NFTs. Um, what is that? What's those, that like picture? <laughs> so VV is like an actual app and they have all licensed products. So every single one of their NFTs is licensed and numbered. It's kind of like comic books in a sense. Or trading cards, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So they work with, well, more so comic books because they actually work with uh, Marvel. Oh, wow. Um, DC. Oh, okay. Um, and then everyone around that too, you know, mm -hmm. like they have like even like a cute Tokidoki project. It's not oh. even a project. They just literally post them for sale and you can just buy them. And then they have a whole marketplace where you can sell them too. But it's only with, it's not on OpenSea. It's within no, this own. it's only within mm, the app. They I are see. expanding to the Ethereum network. Okay. Um, so like OpenSea and stuff. And that's probably when the project's gonna skyrocket because right now you have to use only VV gems and everything is in the app, which is kind of, it's, um, so everything's supposed to be decentralized, but that's not decentralized if you think about it. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but they have all the licensing, you know, so that's big. Mm, licensing I, is huge. Yeah. That's why that one makes sense to me because it's actually backed by a corporation rather right. than some kid in his mom's basement just drawing right, pixels. Right. You know? So it's kind of similar to like Bear Brick where they have legit licensed collaboration. Metacom toy. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. I see. Uh, well, so for that project, that would make sense. And that would be something that I should probably look into. But if you this, I guess, is the big question for me. Like I said, I, I'm heavy into stocks. I would say that's like 80 percent of my portfolio because, I, you know, I still believe in that. 20 percent of my portfolio, which is relatively high, is in crypto, though. Um, so things that I invest in are like Ethereum. I have a lot, a lot of Ethereum and also like metaverse tokens like Decentraland, and, which is Mana. Um, and a couple other ones, I think, like Chainlink and some stuff like that. So I believe in those things, right? Fire. I don't believe in any of the shit coins. I, I, it's too hard. Again, they're not, they're not. There's no utility behind it. I like Ethereum because it's like investing in the internet. Right. You know, things right. are actually being used with it. Right. Whereas like a Dogecoin is like, it's just whatever it is, you know. Right. Right. <laughs> and unlimited supply too, which makes no sense. Right. Which is Ethereum as well, but at least it has utility. Right. Anyway, so if I had to ask you that question, what do you think in, let's say, 10 years from now, you know, it's 2032, what do you see as the better investment, NFTs in the long run or crypto currencies? Man, that's really tough. Because they kind of go hand in hand. They do go hand in hand, but the chances of you choosing a good project... On NFTs. Yes. I can see that. It's very difficult. I can see that. You know, when you have a coin... Um, like the ones you mentioned, for sure, definitely legit. Mm -hmm. NFTs is kind of all over the place. Aside from those like main two, the CryptoPunks and the Bored Apes, the right. one that everybody sees. Yeah. Right. Um, but I think something that is really important to note about NFTs is 
right now it's all these cute pictures you know it's like for collectors it's like people's spare hobby money right in the future i think nfts are going to have a lot more utility in the real world um so if you think about how important it is to track things on the blockchain mm -hmm. and correlate that to paperwork for literally anything that's what the technology in 10 years should be used for oh yeah and i like Huge i said transactions mortgages right this is gonna revolutionize I, and destroy some companies in real estate what people say is that nfts should be like what your passport is nft yes. should be your birth certificate yes. right so it's you can't lose it it's always going to be there yes unless you lose a password then you're fucked but um anyway other than that i still i again i believe in the nft technology itself right but these little pictures like you said you know they're right. cutesy pictures and stuff there's no utility for this i guess if you can go to an event that's cool right but most of these projects don't have that and also right. most of these projects these like lower projects i wouldn't want to go to an event with some of these people i'd be scared man <laughs> yeah i know i've i've gotten some little crypto boys some moon boys talk a lot of crap <laughs> to me boys. shout out to the moon boys I, geez, you. <laughs> I see that you have um that point that uh like i think it's lovetasha.eth yeah so you actually bought that i looked into that one right it's like buying a domain name or something yes. right Okay, so those ones I believe in, again, because of utility. Right. I don't think that's considered an NFT, though. That's just... No, it's like your DNS. Yeah, it's it's not like... That's a, more crypto-related. Yeah, it's like a... It's a totally different aspect. But um, some people have just been buying up everybody's name. If you get <laughs> Nike.eth, I mean, that's a pretty good win, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you just pray that it gets adopted. Yeah. But I see so many people, like, using it and stuff. And so, again, utility-wise, it makes sense. Um, for me, I do think... I don't know if... I'm not a I'm not a buyer of Bitcoin. I don't know about like currency as a whole if it will ever get mass adopted into the nations and stuff. Just because I feel like there's going to be so much political pushback, which we kind of already are seeing. Right. Um. But I still think like there will be value for like Ethereum, and I think there's always going to be like a staple of people that believe in it, which will keep it afloat. It's just I'm not sure if Bitcoin will ever be like you can go to Long's, you know, and just trade your Bitcoin. And actually, I think Long's you can. Yeah, I think you can. Do I think that. yeah, that was the worst example. I think Long's <laughs> is one of the that? ones that I does take Bitcoin. I think you can do that. So I, I don't, I don't want to say I don't believe in Bitcoin because Bitcoin, I was introduced to it like exactly no, like it's been twelve years now. Please tell me you bought some years. Bitcoin back then. No, heck no. No, Tasha. I, I, <laughs> I thought you were the one that were gonna give me like, oh yeah, here's one. I have like fifty billion of yeah, them. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wish. So back then it was only worth I think like ten dollars at Insane. the time. Um, now it's at forty three or something. I was I, I started a digital agency uh, back in two thousand eleven. Oh, nice. And I was doing. That's actually how I started my Instagram. Okay. It was a case study, and I was trying to show prospective and current clients how this new technology called Instagram was going to be great for advertising. Jeez. You're and, early adopting of all of this stuff and, that turns um, out right. They, they didn't believe me, of course. They're uh -huh. like, why would we switch over from Facebook? And I was like, um, trust me on this. They're like, what is, you just scroll and there's just pictures. Like, what does this do? I'm like, no, no. So you're going to utilize, you're going to utilize hashtags. It's going to be big. You're going to be able to find other people in communities and whatnot. So I had to show them mm. with my hobby of sneakers. And that's how it all began. And lo and behold, Facebook ends up buying Instagram yes, years on the road. Exactly. Yeah. Full so, you know, it, it really did end up being a great, um, 
uh, platform for advertising because now I work for an agency based in LA and we do advertising on Facebook and Instagram and everything. Mm -hmm. So everyone uses this now. Everything you see even on Instagram is basically, majority of it is an ad. Yes, that's true. And so you're you're essentially liking that back to cryptocurrency and NFTs where you think like 10 years down the road, it's going to be the yep. same thing where like, why... Why, why did you, did you not use it? it? Yeah, back then. Same thing. Like you asking me, like why didn't? Why did I like not buy Bitcoin? I there's so many naysayers. Back then, Bitcoin was only on Silk Road, which is the dark web. And I said, Oh to, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I said to my colleagues, I was like, Hey, what am I gonna do with this this currency? I'm I don't really think I'm gonna be hiring a hitman or buying a weapon you know, anytime soon. And they're just like, <laughs> anytime soon, but maybe down the road, <laughs> <laughs> but maybe, but I ended up moving to Vegas. So you yeah. never know, but, um, watch out moon boys. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, they, they were telling me like, Oh yeah, just believe in it, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I'm not too sure. There's so many other people telling me, you know, not to get it. And I was just like, um, I was thinking about only getting like a thousand dollars, which would have been a hundred Bitcoin, I guess. God dang. Yeah. That would have been insane. Which was, you know, it'd be pretty cool. Um, and I think I that's kind of what you're doing now, though, right? You're saying like you're just dabble or well, we were talking about it before is like a lot of people are saying just buy a hundred bucks into any like decent yep. size crypto, you know, because you never yep. know. Right. Yes. And that's like a good Shiba, a meme coin. Yes. I bought eight hundred dollars worth of Shiba Inu coin back in, I want to say March. It was March of last year. But when did you sell? <laughs> <laughs> this is why, guys. <laughs> All right, moon boys, <laughs> don't sell. <laughs> Take profits, but don't sell your whole bag uh. ever. So I, I've been, I feel like a lot of the things I experienced in the crypto space and just blockchain in general has all been a great learning experience. Mm. I mean, where would I be? I, I would probably have like, you know, maybe millions of dollars from crypto, but what good is that going to get me? <laughs> I guess. Psych. But still, you know. So you like, sold somewhat early on the way I up. Sold hacker, ugh, I sold I did that same thing with um, Dogecoin. So I, I get yeah, you. Well, yeah, well, Dogecoin, I held too much of my bag. Oh, I see. And it's a balancing it's, act. It's down back to like back where when I first yeah. got into it. Right. So literally, you just have to like take profits when you see the time is great to take profits. For. I would say that's a good um, that's a good model for shit coins. Yes, I have sold zero Ethereum. I always just keep buying dips and yep. keep because that's yep. one that I truly believe in. Like yep. that's why I want to have these conversations about crypto because even though I'm not like a big adopter of the space and I know very very little minimal, I still see the utility. Yeah, and so that's sure. why I don't sell the Ethereum. Some other stuff, you know, like I mentioned I was in Doge and whatever for a little bit. That stuff I'll I'll sell because I believe in it as like a currency. Like right. just trying to get money off of it right ethereum i'm trying to invest in the future of it right. so that's my like switch on that and same thing with the nfts like i don't value the art which is why i wouldn't want to invest in it you know mm. and there's no utility per se right now for some of the projects right so if i don't get behind the art i don't know why i would spend 500 or even more if five thousand dollars on a on a picture if right. i don't really like think that it's a valuable thing because right, I, right. I think you could also say that probably, you know, the vast majority of people that are buying NFTs, they're only in it for trying to make money. Yeah, that's that's um, the unfortunate part about it. It's it's like the sneakers, the the greedy sneaker industry people just came over to NFTs. But it happens way faster than what happened in the sneaker market. Super quick. Super fast. Yeah, because yeah. I think 
we talked about it maybe on the first podcast where the turning point was when StockX came. That changed everything and it let reselling available to everybody. Right. Um, now for the NFTs, it was a small niche market. Maybe a lot of people were like actually part of the community and they love it. And there right. still are a great deal of those people. But right. the vast majority were like, oh, dang, that thing turned from 200 bucks to 2000 bucks. Right. And I could just buy this right now. Let me jump in on that. Get that profit, you yeah. know, and I don't care about what it is. I just want to make the money. Yep. So a lot of people are buying um literally just nfts every single day and then you know they're so they're minting and then they're taking their profits and running and going to the next project yeah right yeah but so you're saying that the projects that you're involved in you can even name some if you want i don't know which one's your favorite i saw that you had a couple um so i and can you explain why it's it why you're into it i'm a huge fan of like gary v um oh what i don't know if i'm a fan of go, go on go on go on well i just like his um intuition okay i don't know about his personal life or anything about that but i do like his his intuition i do like the way he breaks things down i do like the way he gets involved in things um i really like how he you know last year he was the one who first started talking about nfts very heavily um so i like how he basically tries to bring up um like along with his notoriety like he'll he'll bring up like a trend or or pull something to be the next best the next best thing kind of you know what i mean but is that is that just him being an influencer and using his influence to prop up things that maybe he doesn't truly believe in himself you know like he's just trying to expand his wealth because i i the reason why i'm not a fan of gary v like i know a lot of people this is a hot take a lot of people like him because he's you know a motivator and stuff and he is usually in the forefront of a lot of things like the sports cards i think he was big into right before it like blew up right right right. um i also was listening to a podcast where mr beast was on the youtuber the biggest one yeah yeah. and he was uh saying that gary v literally like called him at like five in the afternoon or something and there was like he was on a conference call with like 50 of the biggest youtubers and he's like okay mr beast and everybody in here you guys got to buy nfts now and then he was explaining to it and he's like okay i'll buy one of these whatever i don't know what he's saying but i trust him for it um but still for me when i hear that kind of story that's just me like looking at it as one influencer who has a decent amount of influencer influence status getting all of these other influencers to promote it so that way it props up the market as a whole that's what you call pumping your bag yeah exactly and see that's what the sca- the fear is though because it's like mm. that's what the government and stuff does to us with like stocks and stocks, stuff you know right. because they have control over it like nancy right. pelosi and all of this you know stuff well, if so you can't beat them th- i guess that's the join thing. Them. i guess that's the thing you know and that's what the hope is where people are saying they want a decentralized network because they want to have wealth Right. You know, and they want to have these nice things that the rich people have had for so long. Right. And so I understand that. But what's so hard about this NFT stuff is I feel like it's geared towards kids. And this is a huge thing because, again, we're talking about cute pictures, right? Like, it's like, oh, look at this funny ape. You know, he's like a half zombie thing and he's like smoking a cigar or something. The doodles are super cute. Okay, stuff like that. But it's those are geared to kids, you know, and kids don't have money per se for one. And they don't have like foresight or like. They don't have enough like life experience yet to know, is this a pyramid scheme? Is this not? You know, is this a get rich quick scheme? Is this not? They I just see. listen to Gary Vee or Mr. Beast and say, they bought it. I, it must be true. And right. that's what happened with the face clan scam. You know, right. I watched that guy since like I was like 10 years old kind of thing. He must be legit. Right. And then they get all of their like life savings taken away. That's my fear. And I don't like that it's geared to kids. If it was like more like an older generation thing then i can understand and i also know that the argument here is like it's created by younger people so that's why it's geared towards younger people but 
still, it just, it's too kitty for me, is what I'm saying. And you can kind of see kidding. that, right? I, I totally understand what you mean. Yeah. But that's what I was saying the other day. I was just thinking, like, man, right now, it's just, like, us nerds and children, like, into cute pictures. Yeah. But I feel like this is some type of testing phase. I could see that. To understand, you know, utility. Get and people used to it. And, you, you, like, we're like guinea pigs. Or, or yeah, it's it's just a slow train up into what it will be in the future. Right. Yeah, I think it's like a. You remember when we were kids and stuff? We had like computer classes and stuff, and they would be like really old school computers. Shout out to future kids. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. DOS. Yeah, where yeah. you had to type it. Stuff like that. To open an app, you stuff had to like literally that. keyboard C uh, colon backslash backslash, and then the 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 you know the name of whatever you're trying to execute dot exe and. And it taught you, but it taught you it like taught what you the, the importance basics. is. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And I think that's what, that's a great astute point where it, maybe it is just building blocks, right. but still the fact there's so much to risk is what concerns me. True. If it was building blocks where there was no consequence and I was like, okay, that's, that's fine. And I think there's some things like that. Right. Like I think there's, um, I was just listening to it on like Rogan today. I think they were saying like, there's a pay to earn like metaverse stuff. So you can yeah. actually like play in this game and stuff and you earn currency right, right, right. within that yes. game that has real world yes. value like that makes sense to me you know like of course and but that's still geared towards kids because it is still geared towards kids but they're not paying money out of their pocket you know true and i'm I mean, sure there's probably the, you have to buy the nft to be able to play oh really and you have to buy that like, see the, i the gotta game. learn more about this 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 makes me sad that's what i'm worried about you know i, I think mean, a, people as long as there's humans involved in this it's just gonna be like this i this guess is, so this is literally it's just human. Isn't that a human fatalistic nature. view, though? It makes me it's so sad. sad. It is. <laughs> it's very sad. Not everyone is looking to change the world. I guess that's true. Humans, you know, we're all a little bit greedy. <sighs> yeah. And, and th that's what drives society is greed. It's true. Well, no matter what. Capitalism. Sneakers, yeah, capitalism, yeah, yeah. of course. Sneakers, NFTs, trading cards, all of it. You know what I mean? Like people want to make some money. I guess so. But that's why it's just, it's so hard to like, especially when the news is not covering this and you know, they're calling it scams or whatever. Right. This, the only people that watch the news are the older people who don't have any investment in it. Right. So right. who's the one signaling to like the younger generation that this might be a scam or things to look out for? That's right, what right. I wish there was more of. And that's why there's some YouTubers that like call out the shit coins and stuff. And they're like, okay, don't do this one. This doesn't make any sense. Right. Um, but you really never know what's going on in the background because of greed. And that's what's scary. So the other scary thing is, like you said, you never know what's going on in the background. Yes. You don't know who is behind the screen. You don't know who is behind the phone. You don't know who's controlling any of this. Mm -hmm. But it, if you think about it, do you know who's controlling anything? With the government, government? wise, you're saying, yeah, like fiat currencies. Yeah, and, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't understand it. The the population is always left in the dark. Right. And we just hope. The the only thing you can do is be optimistic, like, okay, the roads are working, the you know, the traffic right. lights are still flashing, I have right. electricity. Something right. must be going on. Right. You know. Um, but ultimately it does come down to money and, you know, power and all of this stuff. And I can see that hopefully, you know, the decentralized nature of it, at least we can track some of it, like we were saying. Right. So at least you know for sure if you're in a scam, you'll see the transactions of the scam. For sure. You can whereas, see everything. Yeah. Whereas like for politicians and stuff. You don't know. You really don't know. I yeah. mean, they can post, there's some website I follow um, to see all of the politicians and CEOs um, stock buys. I think Nancy just had hers 
uh, uh, shot it out in December. Yeah, something. yeah, yeah. But still, like. But you don't know when they sell. Yeah, yeah. You don't know. You just saw what they bought. It's, it's insane. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I feel like blockchain is going to fix a lot of issues. It's just going to be. Like you said, we're combating against other humans who are greedy and want to make money. Um, you're also fighting against government. Yeah, there's <laughs> the a lot of government doesn't want this. Yeah, that's you know they want to sure. be in control. Decentral, <laughs> they don't want this anything decentralized. Like, no. Come on, so it's all. I don't know. It's it's kind of like a an underground it's, life. It's scary like, and exciting. Yeah, it's scary yeah. because literally it could go to zero if the government said this is banned right? and you lose all of your money. So that's right. the scary part. But it's also exciting in case they adopt it or it actually does take over and they have no control at that point. Right. So you either make a lot of money or go to zero kind of thing. I don't think it'll go to zero. And if it does, you should just hold. Don't mm. sell anything because I think that's when the government is actually trying to step in and then try to take control over when they ban it, they're just going to say, okay, it's banned, but then they're going to buy it or something you're yeah, saying, and then they adopt sure. it. That makes sense. These are trends that I see often um, when China bans Bitcoin for the, I don't know how many, I don't know how many times. So CT is crypto Twitter. Um, oh, the grossest of Twitters. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm on Twitter all the time. Same. Um, and I don't know how many times I've seen the news headlines on crypto Twitter of China banning Bitcoin again. Yeah. And that just everything crashes a little bit, but like, what? There's only so many times you guys can use this excuse. Yeah. Like, come right. on, relax. Yeah. Well, um, they're they're an authoritarian state too. Um, of course. So it's you want to. They're probably going to ban. They're going to say they're going to ban all of this. But again, if you're using it and they can bypass the systems and you know buy actual things with Bitcoin, right. that's huge because then they don't even need to worry about like whatever the Chinese is, Juan, is it Juan? Yuan, the con yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, they could, if they can still buy stuff on Amazon, that works, you know, they can get their food and all of this and that makes sense. Right. Um, and I do want to step in here and say really quick, all of this stuff, we're not financial experts. No. <laughs> you know? Yeah, don't take any of this advice. Don't listen to me ever, <laughs> yeah. please. This is us. I do not want anybody to come at me. This is why I don't tell you guys what NFTs I'm in right now. Smart. Because do not buy them. Smart. Yeah, yeah. This is, that's <laughs> you smart. do your own research. Exactly. That's exactly it. I, like, I agree. I will post stuff I find. I will literally post what I'm doing. But... I'm not trying to get people on to like, board with it. Like if you want to get on board, great, mm. you know, but I'm not always right. I mean, I was definitely right about Sheba, which is still scary to me. That's awesome. That's a good one to be right about. And if I tell you the story about how I found it, you're going to be freaked out. So I actually found it because I follow Elon Musk on Same. Twitter. I love his tweets. He's a man. And he tweeted, I'm going to get a Sheba Inu. And I was like, huh? interesting so i went on youtube and i typed in or i just googled like shiba inu because i was in you know i'm into like crypto right so mm -hmm. i just typed in like shiba inu because i was like oh wow that would be a good coin so i typed it in i found out there's actually a coin and then i went on youtube and at the time there weren't that many people doing um youtube channels that were focused on crypto um so i typed in shiba inu and there was literally just like one video and this guy like he seems so legit because he was not professional at all. He was just sitting in his gaming chair and like recording a video on this really crappy webcam and talking about Shiba Inu coin. And he was talking about how he got into it like a few months back 
and now he's at like $60,000. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, I only invested like a hundred bucks. And this, this. I'm like, yo, this guy is legit. Like, there's no way he's lying. Like, I mean, it seemed like sketch, but nowadays I know the ones that are like have like crazy production for their crypto, um, their crypto channels. Mm-hmm. Those ones I don't really trust that much. Mm-hmm. But anyways, he just seems so like passionate about it too. Like the way he was talking about it, he was just like, oh my gosh, guys, I did this and I said this is blah, 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 blah. So I really believed in it. And so I was like, I wonder if I should invest some money into this too. So I was like, yeah, I'll just invest like 800 bucks. And then towards like, when was it? When it got to like uh, 0.00005 or whatever. Towards the peak. It did another peak again. I was like. It was like four thousand percent gain or something, is right? Going on, yeah. yeah. I was like, "Yo, I wish <laughs> I had bought this at the jump." <laughs> but you still got it, which is crazy. And what's funny about that story is, literally, when you're describing finding this guy on YouTube, that's the GME story, the GameStop story, where that guy was on Reddit and he made a YouTube video, same thing, just in his room of his house, and he's talking about all these analytics of why GameStop is like over leverage or whatever and you know there's yeah. so many people shorting it it's over 100 percent leverage like this doesn't make any sense yeah there's no way that this can work so we should buy into this because they're going to need to buy it to get their calls or whatever so he was just doing the same thing it just looked like some dude and then people got behind it created like you know a following and then it, that's what ended up blasting gamestop from five dollars all the way up to like i think at its peak 300 yeah yeah some crazy. some ridiculous number and they're still trending at like 100 something 120 or something which is still insane it was five dollars literally yeah. just a couple months ago yeah. So same thing, that guy. But what's weird is that, you know, he had all that litigation and stuff after. Right. Yeah, which is so sad. But right. I don't think that I think he probably settled out of court or he's fine or whatever now. But he's still not back on Reddit. But that's the same story, it sounds like. Right. But it started from Elon Musk. Yeah. And So but, I'm assuming that definitely Elon buys a bunch of coins and then pumps his bags. <laughs> do you believe that Elon Musk is... Uh, Nakamoto, the creator of the Bitcoin? No, he's not. Are you sure? Yes, okay. I'm sure. That's an interesting theory. Have you heard of that I conspiracy? don't think he is. I think, no. honestly, I mean, because of the fact that I've seen some of the coins that Elon pumps. Um, so I bought this one coin called Baby Shark. Oh, okay. When it, um, when it launched. Okay. And then, so a lot of times with the coins I buy, I buy them, you know, when they launch, they go like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they... Plummet, yeah, because the initial um, investors are buying in like at you know literally zero, and then they're selling at the first peak, and then so it plummets. So I was really sad, but luckily I didn't get, uh, sell when it completely plummeted. So I made, made a something. little bit, nice. right? But I think I had like four thousand coins left because of the the whatever. Like when I did the, uh, the trading, right, right. it just left me four thousand of them, and I was like. Cool. So it's just sitting in my wallet, right? I'm, so every time I go and I'm like, how am I going to get rid of these? I'll just keep them there. It doesn't matter. It's yeah, like, maybe Elon the, will have talk about Baby Shark or something. He did. Oh, really? He did. Oh. So he tweeted the YouTube video about like Baby Shark. And how did the coin do? It skyrocketed. <laughs> and I was like, he, Elon? I think he is probably doing something like that. He is behind all this. So he bought it when it was like after it plummeted. So he finds... I don't know if he really does this, but I think he finds these coins when they're dead in their grave, scoops up a bunch, and then pumps them. It's reasonable. It's very, um, very reasonable. Another one, uh, 
cum rocket. Oh, I heard about that one. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So it's like he a will, porn token or something, right? Yeah, yeah. So he would post like something like that was like C U M, but like like words, yeah. and I'm like what is he talking about? Or like, he'd just say something stupid. And I'm like, what does he mean? And then after I'm like, oh my gosh, what's happening? You know, yeah, it's like, yeah. what is going on? Like, like the, the coin is like exploding and it's just because of his tweets. Like, but he's smart because he doesn't exactly say anything. Exactly. He, he says nothing. Exactly. And it's good for him now because it's not like the stock thing, right? Where he, before he, he, I think he was tweeting about Tesla or something. Yeah. You know, like that was like technically like insider trading stuff. Right. When he's saying it was like the stock price is too high. It's like you can't talk about the stock price as right. the CEO. So right. that's when he realized like, okay, I can't do the stock stuff. So let me just try this other stuff, which right. makes sense because it's unregulated to an extent for now. Right. You can't do this stuff later on probably. Yeah, of course. Because they're going to be like, yo, like you're already the richest, like one of the richest men. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Calm I, down. I honestly think he's just doing it because he thinks it's funny. It's obviously of to make money too. Of course he thinks it's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. It is hilarious. He probably just dumps a billion into cum cummies and boom. (laughs) Is that what the coin is called, cummies? Yeah. (laughs) So funny. I love these coins. Some of them are pretty interesting, and so yeah, the coin stuff or the currencies, like some of those projects, make sense again because utility wise. Do they really? Some like Chainlink makes sense because it's like. Oh, I see. I thought you were talking about like big projects. No, I thought you were talking about Doge. I was like. Big projects, yeah, real, real. I mean, projects. he's trying to make Doge a real thing. There's, they're saying they're going to accept it as currency for Tesla, but um, what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't think so. It's just, yeah. it's. I don't know what it is for that one actually, but yeah, if you guys are in that, ha- have fun with it. Hopefully, you guys make a lot of money. But I'm not a believer in those shit coins. But I am a believer in crypto, and I'm a believer in the NFT technology. Um, Another thing that I'm a big believer in is uh, metaverse stuff. Are yes. you like dabbled in anything with the metaverse? Yeah, we're going to be living in the metaverse. This you think is so? I okay. You don't want to know what my conspiracy theory of the metaverse. Of course, is. I love conspiracy theories. Let's do this. All right, so you know how like they're making us stay home, all this like government shutdown, testing us to see if we can survive at home. You know, as like time progresses, you see all this like these news articles about like the water, and then like. You, just like bacteria in the water and like in the mainland and mm. I don't know just the water quality is not as good mm. um you know our food is getting more and more fake um, beyond meat and stuff yeah yeah just synthetic not meat. even not even beyond meat just like everything we eat is like not even actual food yeah yeah, yeah. I can see what you're saying um you know nothing is I mean down to earth and Whole Foods shout out to them uh definitely where you can get whole better quality did I say Whole Own- Foods that's what you said, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whole Foods, owned by Amazon. Right. <laughs> scary, right? Anyway. Kind of scary. So, anyways. um, Have you ever watched Black Mirror? Uh, I love Black Mirror. Okay, so the episode where um, uh, the guy from Get Out, he... Uh, it's the one that was running on the Out? treadmills and they get currency yeah, yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, that one. Yeah. So, I think that's going to be us. That's going to be us in the metaverse. I like... I actually do like conspiracy theories to an extent, and that one sounds interesting. Where you know maybe it is a social experiment because it's everybody around the world, right? And right. so it's it's you trying it out. It's weird how Facebook changes to Meta. There's all these pushes for Metaverse, and all of a sudden it's out of nowhere, right? Super um, sudden, right? Super sudden. Oculus is owned by Facebook, which yep. is like the biggest AR com- or VR company there is. Yes. Um, there's a lot of weird things with that, and I think eventually we will, but. Again, I don't want to take a fatalistic approach. I was thinking, like, that's scary. Like, if you think about it, it's honestly scary. Some people will think it's fun, but 
for me, it's scary. I, I like life out here. You know, I, I like that we can breathe fresh air. I like going outside, seeing nature. I think nature's huge. But I think we're going to be fine in Hawaii, honestly. Well, in our lifetime, but, you know, if you have kids or I have a son right now, right? It's right, like, that's right. what scares me. It's like, because right. these, my boy is going to grow up literally when this stuff is going. So when he's right. in kindergarten, there's already probably going to be a metaverse. He's right. going to grow up with that. Same way we right. grew up with like cell phone era, internet era. We It's just part of our life. For him, right. it's going to be part of his life. He has no say. Right. Can you imagine if they took the cell phones away? It would be a riot. It's the same thing eventually right. with AR. Like if you take the AR away from the kids, they're going to scream. They're going to go crazy. Well, that's what um, Google Glass, remember? They're trying to make it right now. Yeah. Right. And Apple's making their own uh, right. kind of stuff too. So it, it's going to happen. And that's why I understand where you want to invest in certain NFTs. But I just don't understand like for some of them, if it's just art in your metaverse house, it, it has no utility still. If it's like. Well, I feel like it's more of an investment kind of a thing when, you, when you're talking about the artwork. Because. Mm-hmm. Would you? Wouldn't you want to have owned like a an original Picasso? Yeah, but it's not. This is not Picasso. The guy who drew the apes is just some dude. Well, I guess Picasso was just some dude before. Picasso it. was literally just some dude. I guess. Yeah. They're all just some dude. Everyone is just some person. I guess that's true. Until there's until there's hype something around yeah. you. I guess Cause was just literally a graffiti artist exactly. until people took him seriously. Everyone is just some person. Like Cause. Yo, in my sneaker shop, my consignment shop back in Vegas, I used to have Cause stuff. I Cause was like my favorite street artist. Yeah. I never, when I saw that his um, work was getting auctioned in like Chrissy's and Sotheby's, I was like, what? Yeah, this why? Is a, this is a guy that I was like, <laughs> why? Like, who are these people? How do they know? I guess that's a good point. Yeah, you know everybody I mean? like, is a my nobody. My whole thing, even with sneakers, like, how do these people know? Like, I, it just still like baffles me because you know back in the day I don't think the people who were buying and collecting sneakers would be the ones today spending that much money. That's true. Like, how do they know? <laughs> That's true. I, I like that concept of you know of you saying like everybody just starts off as a nobody too. Because I'm trying to think of like you know like the Mona Lisa or something, right? Like a Van Gogh. You're looking at it, it's like it makes you feel something. That's why people appreciate it. It's right. not because art is always like in the eye of the beholder. Right. It's not some people will like it, some people won't. I guess the right. same way where when you see like a board ape, what you see is maybe the American dream. Maybe that's what people see in it. Right. Where they see piles of cash and they're like, that's cool that like we did something or, you know, something was done in our lifetime where it started off as just like pixels and all of a sudden it's worth something. Like I get that, right. I guess. I didn't see it until you said that. I mean, like look that, at Elon but. Musk. He's just a guy from South Africa. Well, no, he's a genius, though. That's the difference. But still, I you guess. know how many geniuses don't get recognized? Yeah, I guess Do that's true. you know how true. many geniuses literally just end up working at, like, some tech company for the rest of their lives and not really getting any recognition for the amazing things they've done? It's Yeah, you're a product of your environment. I think what he, he, good, is good about him is, like, you know, he's he's obviously a genius, but he's also okay with being outspoken. Right. So you, most of those times, those geniuses, they don't want to be in the spotlight. Right. Right. So they don't mind being obscure as long as they're making a difference. Like they feel like in the scientific world. Right. Um, but I understand where you're coming with that too. Everybody is just some dude, you know, until they make it or until well, it becomes a thing. You know, even with Tesla, there was like other electric car companies, I believe before. Yes, there was. And they but didn't take off like Tesla. Cause they didn't take it seriously. Well, Tesla is not really a car company anymore. Now Tesla is a Tesla motors. Now it's just Tesla. It's like a government company. Company. Tesla is they do everything. Tesla they're is like tech. Apple, where yeah. they're just a they're just a brand at this point. Right, they just do technology for a bunch of different entities. Exactly, that's, but their forefront is still as cars and, and that's solar. What, so it's like normies. That's what we see it as. 
So again, I'm not no financial advice, but my most of my portfolio is Tesla for stock, like a vast majority, um, because I believe in it as a, not a car company. Right. Uh, I've, and it's so funny when people always like mention, oh, these are the amount of cars that were sold and stuff from Tesla. I, I'm so far beyond that that I do not care what the number. Well, of it doesn't matter. Sold. It they, doesn't. They don't sell cars. It's yeah. It's they like saying sell like a lot of other interesting things that we don't even know about. Well, they're going to do Starlink is probably going to get absorbed. Yes. SpaceX is eventually going to either IPO it's on its own or they're going to go under Tesla. So that'll boost it like crazy. Like, How do we not even pay attention to Starlink? Oh, it's so important. How? I don't understand how the vast majority of the population is not like paying attention to this. Literally, you know why? Because it's not being pumped in the media, the mainstream sure. media, because even they don't want that. the freaking rocket, like people are like, okay, cool. I'm people, like, yo, this is a big deal. Like, how do we not understand this? Like he, he lands the rockets, the, the space, SpaceX rockets. Yeah, yeah, he uh, reuses um, them. Uh, off of Kauai. Oh, really? I didn't know it was off Kauai. See? I see the launches. I didn't know that was Kawhi. They're supposed to be. Ah. I might. I. I don't know. They're I'm gonna, gonna go look that up. They're gonna. They're gonna. They're gonna take me in for this one. <laughs> they're supposed to be a solar farm on Kauai. Well, because they're part of that too. Is they're creating like the solar panels and stuff too. So right. it, it is, is just. There, is there really a solar farm? I don't know. Kauai's a big place. Other, uh, some other underground project could be Zuckerberg lives on Kauai. Yep, how come so, they're all buying property? Yeah, I should go buy back to Kauai. I'm from Kauai, so I so should. you're fine. <laughs> well, so, supposedly, when there. when whatever all this stuff crazy crazy stuff happens eventually, well, Hawaii's gonna be fine. We're fine because yeah, they're not gonna bomb Zuckerberg. Yeah, that's why I'm so glad we're here. So everybody, okay. don't move here. But this is a great place to live. <laughs> so this is an interesting podcast. We're going all over the place, no, but I love it's, it. It's it's kind of all like related though because. These are all like the billionaire tech nerds. It is. And they're they're running all of this. It's so true. It's yeah, it's very true. But what I like about Elon is I feel like he's trustworthy to an extent where it seems like he his honest mission is obviously to make money. I'm sure that's a big part, but it's everything he's doing it makes sense for like progressing human humanity further. True. I'm I'm a huge fan of him like but at the same time I don't trust any of them. He can't keep a wife either. There's something weird. I yeah. know. He has like, that's he has what like, I was going to say. He has like kids from like four different women or yeah, something. Yeah, he has six kids yeah. from three. So, it, he well, he might just be like, um, it's not a psychopath. What's the other word? Sociopath. Sociopath, where he just has a hard time maintaining relationships and stuff. Will you trust stuff? a sociopath with this much money? No, that's what's scary, but most of them are like... All Zuckerberg might be a psychopath, They're not a sociopath. They're definitely all like compulsive liars and yeah, Bezos you, is you going really off the rails right now. You do not get that far in life by being an honest person. I read a book. I think it was called The Sociopath Next Door or something, and it was literally like there's actually 10 percent of the population, which is a massive number, is considered a sociopath to it's an extent. Probably all the CEOs and, and business that's owners what the book and everybody. Says, <laughs> and that's what the book says. A lot of it, they end up becoming CEOs yep. and big tech people. Um, and the, stuff. the worst is when you're a narcissist sociopath. I would say that is none of them. Not maybe none Bezos now. Maybe Bezos now. I don't know if Elon, I think Elon does it as like comedy. I don't think he's being a narcissist. Well, we don't hang out with him every day, so we don't know. It's hard to say, but I mean, he also has no property. He owns no home. He sold all of his property and stuff. That's he lives, what we think. That's what we think. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Ever. Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, what if he owns it through the blockchain? Through, yeah, that's a good point. Through some wallet. I don't yeah. know. Who knows? I, <laughs> that's a good point. I don't know. Find somebody. Find out his uh, wallet, like uh, 
he thinks, so we know exactly what to track for yeah, him. Yeah, but we don't know. <laughs> yeah, I know. You Somebody can make another it. wallet tomorrow. That's a good point. And just transfer it, right? We never know. That's a good point. You okay. never know anything. Well, I still. We're just gonna keep it at that. We don't know. So again, do not take any of this as real life advice. Advice for especially finance. <laughs> True. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We're we're not. Uh, this is like just talking. <laughs> well, because I just like talking about it. Because oh, the thing is, yeah, people is are scared to talk, to talk about. about it too. Because yeah. you know, it's like, oh, they don't want to like become liable for people and stuff too. But right. it's like I trust people to make their own decisions, and that's why I'm saying like as much as I was saying like I influencers talking about scams and stuff. Right. We're in a position where technically we're influencers too. Really. But we influence people. I think my thing is Why everybody Everybody has an influence over somebody. Even if you have 10 followers, you have influence over those 10 people because they're following true. you for a reason. You, if it's true. just your friend, Very what you true. say has, it holds something to them. Very true. Right? So everybody influences to an extent. It's just that the more people that are following you, you have more influence, quote unquote influence. Um, I feel like just people who talk more um, have more of a following. Yeah, because a lot of people are scared to talk about their opinions and stuff yep, too, right? For and sure. What some people have a really good take, but they're okay being in the background and stuff, which is fine too. Yep. But I wish that you know people that were progressives or people that like really see things differently in the world would speak up a little bit more. Because if they don't, we're going to be stuck with the same people we're watching now, who most of them suck anyway. You know, <laughs> like speak up, guys. Well, I like, mean, that's that's how nothing ever happens. Exactly. In progression, especially in like government, because yeah. we're voting for the same people. Do you even know how to run for governor? No. Do you know how to run for representative? No. Do you know how to run for anything? No. But like they don't they don't teach us this kind of they stuff. Don't. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. How are we supposed to make a difference? That's true. And you know what's super sad is like before um as a kid, you remember, I don't know if you remember, I might be a little bit older, that's why. But as a kid, it was always like, "Oh, do you want to be the next president of the United States?" That's what they would tell you as you're right. growing up. Like, oh, I want to be president of the United States. Like, people were proud for those kinds of things. Or like, I want to be like the mayor or something, you know. Now it's like, Now that's they want gross. to be influencers. Yeah, exactly. They want to be that for sure. But They want to be YouTubers. They want to be TikTok stars. And nobody wants to be the president. It's it's being, you know. You know because so. TikToker, TikTokers and YouTubers have more influence. They do. They do. But that still means that we're using the same people or like the bottom of the barrel people to move up those positions because the people that are qualified don't want it because it's yeah so that's what's scary and well let's just run let's run for it <laughs> this, be running is, mates. this is a yeah we're our running mates uh 2024 we're coming at you <laughs> i think i think we can do that no i'm not gonna i don't want to run for government see Bro, it's a, well it's just so stressful i know it's i'm not the person to do it i i see it's true yeah see if you, we can't speak about making differences if we don't want to do it ourselves too see this is exactly why nobody does it because all of us have the same mindset like i do like that nft hawaii thing though if there's a yeah. project that i would want to back that's something that i would want to get involved with and there's people that i do know that know how to make that kind of tech um oh so it's easy yeah, apparently that's why. But that's the problem again with the crypto and NFT stuff. Anybody can do it. So it's yeah, like, for yeah, for sure. Um, we can talk about that later. <laughs> True. Uh, okay, so let's move away from this crypto stuff and maybe go into a little bit of sneakers because this is one thing that I did want to talk to you about as well. It is kind of sad though. Well, oh, nice. Oh, nice. Dude, that's a rare jacket, isn't it? Or is that a not rare jacket? Uh, yeah, it's the S Nike SB jacket. How old is that? Uh, is it, I think it's a, they did a retro. They did a retro. Thing. Okay, so yeah. that's not the original then. No, the original was... Uh, that's super sick, though, still. I didn't know that's what it looks like. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's dope. Oh, they got a lot of classics in there, too. Yeah, I think I have yeah. most of these. I love that you're still, like, even though you're, like, advancing, you know, you're progressing outside, you still keep roots to your sneakers, which is super sick. Of course. 
years. Well, some people just abandon it. You know, they're like, screw it. I'm going to go into NFTs. That's where all the money is now. Oh, and they're just like, whatever. You know? Yeah, I mean. Selling I'm, off their collection and then I'm investing I'm very in that. like, um, uh, what's the word? When like you like to stay true to your, like where you're from or you like your roots and Be stuff. Be real. Oh. I'm very real. <laughs> I guess that's not common. <laughs> it's not, dude. It's honestly not. Um. Yeah, so I, I always applaud you for all of that because you've stayed true to it like the whole way, which is amazing. A lot of people can't say that. Yeah, it's, even it's, when I go to like these bougie fashion shows, I was still trying to like be me, like this Hawaii girl. You know what I mean? Like I remember your outfits and stuff. Yeah, and it wasn't yeah. like you were rocking the most expensive stuff. It was just like rock what you like, which is not what the other people are doing in those shows. And that's what I wanted to talk about. You went to like a Louis Vuitton opening or something, right? When Virgil was there. Is that what it was? Or it was wasn't it the opening. It was, um, so the very first one was like the Rainbow Wizard of Oz um, okay. theme. Um, that was his very first show. Uh, I actually went to his second one. Um, that one was a little different theme. Uh, that's where they debuted the Admiral jacket. Mm. Um, so he was a little bit more, um, already into the brand yeah. as a, as a creative director. Um, but there's still a lot of people in attendance for that one. We were on like risers. Oh dang. That's crazy. Yeah. I think there was like 20 or 30 rows up of risers in, wow. in the venue. And these are all like elite people's there for the show. Yeah. And stuff. Like the guy sitting next to me, he had like these rings, <laughs> like, I'm talking all huge stones and like he had this exotic bag and like the most expensive like probably a $500,000 watch at oh, least. I was like <laughs> where am I? <laughs> what am I doing here? Do they have the wrong person? But that's why I was so impressive when I saw those pictures because I think there was a picture where you actually met Virgil and stuff too, right? Yeah, and I was wearing my baby bear dunks. Right, which wasn't a super crazy dunk. I was wearing my SVs and he told me, he goes, nice shoes. I was like, thanks. Nice guy then. He feels yeah, like. He was really, really, he was really nice. He was very quiet and very humble. You um, see, that's the vibe I always got. Yeah. yeah. I, cause I really wanted to wear um, something that, like, you know, like was me. Right. So from that first show that I mentioned, th the very first look too. There was this knit sweater that had the Wizard of Oz uh, scene on it, oh. and I was able to acquire that in like the smallest ever size, so wow. it, it fit me. Yeah, and so I wore that, and then I wore my uh, baby bear SBs to meet him. And he, I think, the very first thing he was probably confused as was like, "Where did she get this sweater in her size?" Oh <laughs> wow! Like, yeah, what? Dang, who I'm, is this? Yeah, I, I was like. <laughs> Like maybe two feet shorter than him, you know, <laughs> but he was a really, really nice guy. That was in the, um, there was a pop-up in Chicago. It was all orange. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one I remember. Okay. So that was the second show. That was, no, it wasn't a show. It was just like a pop-up oh, in Chicago. Pop okay. Okay. So, um, yeah, I went to that, but prior, I think it was, yeah, it was, it was prior to that. It was in the beginning of 2019 where I went to actually one of his shows. Um, and I'm really grateful for the opportunity. Um, Back then, he must have already known he had the diagnosis too, right? I don't had know. Had to have been. Because that was, what, five years ago? It was 2019. Three years ago then. Yeah. He must have known already. It doesn't just happen overnight, that's why. Right. So he must have had it. But that was always like, and this is why I wanted to talk to you because you've actually met him in person and, you know, I've spoken with him. 
I always got the vibe from Virgil like he was dealing with something in the background because he's always been like that quiet dude or it just felt like he was just putting all of his self into work yeah. and we didn't know anything about his personal life. Yeah, no and, one like no one really talks about his personal life at all. And what's crazy is that I would have assumed because he's homies with like Kanye and you know all of these big names, Drake and all of this stuff. It's insane that it never leaked that he had this thing. Yeah. I think that was one of the craziest things. So as you know, douchey or whatever you think some celebrities are. They never leaked this stuff about Virgil that he was sick. Yep. It just came out, which was insane. Like, I don't know how in a social media era that never leaked. Because, yeah, you know, isn't I, that wild? I found that really shocking. Yeah. Because I'm sure Kanye guys knew. And yeah. Yeah. So for that whatever reason, insane. that was insane. It was insane. It was really like a sad thing. And it's probably more so for you because you actually like appreciate high fashion and stuff more. Well, even before he was in Louis Vuitton, um, I was a huge fan of like Off-White. And then prior to that was the Pyrex. Mm. Um, he was a Yeezy designer too, right? For Yeezy season one or two or something, right? Was he? I think so. I think he was part of Kanye's crew. He had RSVP. Yeah, dude, I was like... I was a huge fan of um, of Virgil. I loved his work. Um, yeah, those Pyrex flannels that just had like the the logo on the back. Like, I thought that was so sick. Um, and it was that cool was, that was like a minority person yeah. doing it. Yeah. And then I remember I was out in like Indonesia with my dad on like this surf trip. Nice. And that was when they announced that he um, he was going to be the creative director for uh, Louis Vuitton Men's. And I just remember like screaming wow. out on this like beach. And I was like, oh my gosh, Virgil made it. And my dad's like, what? I'm like, never mind, dad. Sorry, we can go. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. I was just like in the middle of nowhere. And I was just like so shocked too. Cause I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm in the middle of nowhere. And like, I get this news about Virgil. Like, literally, it's like worldwide global information. You know, this, this guy from Chicago. Like, it was so sick. Too young, man. Too young. These, This is yeah. the kind of progressives and stuff that we needed, you know? And so, <sighs> they did they ever replace uh, him as, like, who, did they ever find a replacement for him for Louis Vuitton yet? I don't know if they've announced it yet. Okay. Conspiracy theory or, like, you know, just our own takes on it, predictions. Kanye? I That's what I was going to guess. And I'm also was going to ask, do you think it's going to be another minority person? Or do you think, this is my big conspiracy. Do you think they put Virgil in that spot because they knew he was on the way out? So it would be a short thing. Get their, you know, oh. stock up socially, their social points. And then, okay, now we're going back to what we know. That would be terrible. It would. As a corporation. Yes. But at the same time, it would have been an amazing gift to him. That would have. Yeah, that's also true. Um, But, um, you know, I really hope it's a woman. That would be. That would be interesting. I, yeah, I would like that. Has it not never been? I don't think so. Well, in recent times, no, definitely not recently. Um, mm. As as long as it's been like the streetwear hype beast, right, 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 right. Um, vibe. No, yeah, that's true. It was Kim Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then Virgil. That's true. Um, I don't know. I'm all about like feminism, but um. <laughs> no, sure. I think that's an important thing. You I know, mean, other fashion houses are directed by males, even for like. Um, women's wear, so I don't know. That's just me. Kim could take over. No. Okay. Is that a hot? <laughs> okay. <laughs> you don't think that's? A, is that a hot take? Does Kim know how to dress? <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> she's stylish. It's a big name. And well, I guess she's not attached to Kanye anymore. So she doesn't have that creative aspect probably. Or not as creative. Wasn't he dressing her? Maybe. Was he? Yes. He was. That's true. She was always wearing like the baggy sweats and like the Yeezys and yeah. his stuff. Wow, that makes me sad. Look prior, at you, you're like, Bryson, what are you saying? <laughs> prior to Kanye, Kim was wearing like your basic bitch 2000s attire. Hmm. She was like... Did she revert back to that when she's with Pete now? She still wears like Yeezy stuff. Oh, because she doesn't know how to change until... And then now she's only wearing like Balenciaga looks and they're always kind of like just interchangeable colorways. Interesting. Well, I mean, that's what Yeezy was, interchangeable color. Yeah, for sense. sure. Yeah. So I think probably she has some type of ins with um, some Balenciaga do you, link. Do you have a suggestion for Louis Vuitton if it was a woman creative director? Like, I know the designer for Sakai is a woman, right? Right. Yeah. There's not anybody making big noise on the scene, really. Uh-uh. That sucks. I think they would do really well with someone who is an innovator um, and put someone on the spot for for like this new big announcement, mm. you know, because to have someone follow up to Virgil, this is going to be big. And I hope it is. They That's why they need to take advantage of this. Um, OK, so maybe not Kim, but the lady who designs her stuff apparently is like a big designer. She she did her skims collection or whatever. And then also a couple other things. Uh, I can't remember what her name is, but she's a big deal. Not not her assistant who um, I don't think it's an assistant broken into or something. no, we got we, I would have to look it up. But she was on Shark Tank. That's why I remember the name. And I was like, oh, my God, this lady is crazy. Like she must run this entire company herself because it was like. Her accolades were so impressive. So I guess just a creative director for skims or something would be a good look up. You think that would be a good movement for Louis Vuitton? Yeah, I, I don't. I think she built up a good name because of Kim, but I think her style is her own. Because I'm telling you, the other two companies that she was with, it was like pretty impressive. I was like, wow, this, this girl is, knows her stuff in terms of fashion. So. We'll see, but I, I have no idea what the names are out there. Like, I only know the Sakai people. I can't even remember her name. Wait, which you're is talking sad. about Skims, or are you talking about uh, what is the other Spanx? No, isn't she Skims? Oh, Skims. Isn't that her her brand? She doesn't have Spanx. Kesh. I think that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. She kind of looks like a Kardashian, but <laughs> right, same style. I noticed that a lot of the people in their circle that like their makeup artists and whatnot like look like them too. Like they have the same or, style and vibe. Or do Kim guys look like them? Maybe. Uh, Maybe. Look at all these conspiracies coming out. Anyway, do you think that Kim and Kanye are going to get back together? <laughs> uh, I think this whole thing is a publicity stunt. I agree. I also because agree. Because... Did you see those photos that were in Vogue? Was it Oh, Vogue? for with uh, Kanye and that, uh, what's the girl's name? Exactly. Yeah. What was her name again? They That was like their third date or something I was reading. Yeah. <laughs> and Pete Davidson, come on. Why, why was there suddenly like a photographer taking photos of them to publish? Well, they're making it seem like Kanye's desperate attempt to get her back or that's what the media is trying to go for, right? That look. Who knows, dude? It They're, was so awkward. It was very awkward. Like she's, oh, what's her name? Anyway, she was saying that um, 
that he took her to Carbone and then took her to a suite and it was like fully stocked with like a wardrobe and he like dressed her and I was like <laughs> And this is date two or three again. Yeah, she's like, Oh, we met on New Year's. I'm like It's what? The fifth. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's January. How did you guys get these photos out? Don't don't you guys like privacy? I don't understand. It was super awkward. Like, especially the ones where they're like making out on the ground in front of the oh, wardrobe that was of weird. clothes. I was yeah. like, who took these photos? <laughs> Kim? It was Kim. On? No, it was uh, uh, the, the mom. <laughs> That's who was doing it. Chris, Chris. of course. She's a, she's a genius. But I don't know, dude. It was Marketing-wise, they're very impressive. This whole thing is so weird. They're probably like, oh, yeah. Um, uh, what was her name? Ariana Grande. They're yeah. probably like, oh, yeah, Ariana did well with Pete. Let's put you with him next. Like, it, it's all very confusing. That's why, like, big media or like you know, big but celebrities. Isn't it are, all such a huge coincidence? That it is. All it's, of a sudden, Ye is headlining Coachella. Oh yeah, that was a big announcement just yesterday. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know. Kanye Kanye is a very good at marketing too. They're all very good at it. He's always been so good at it. That's what. So back in like '05, that's why I started even liking Kanye. But I mean, he college was, dropout. Yeah, he was just like so full of himself. He was a completely different person. Put yeah. him side by side now. It's like, well, wh- he was who just like people? super full of himself. Like, that's why everybody liked him because I remember the headline for like something that was covering a concert about him was uh, The Ego Has Landed. The, e- that's a cool E-G-O. one. I like that. I headline. mean, that was Kanye. Like, he was His face so was always just, like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he now, was just, <laughs> he's like smiling like this all the time. Yeah, and they're like, he's what like. The <laughs> I wonder if he really did have to go to like a mental facility. Like, I don't know. That's it's so were, hard to say. Remember they were broadcasting that one time saying like he had to go to like like a, a loony bin or something? Like, I remember the big TMZ controversy where he was at TMZ and then he was basically saying like slavery was a lie or something. It was yeah. weird, dude. But I feel like, again, this is all who knows. And this is what sucks. It's the same thing we were talking about with politics and everything. We don't know anything. Right. We're just the guys that consume the media. Whatever the narrative is, is what we see. Well, I... I'm a huge supporter of like taking care of your mental health. And I really feel like they should have gone a different direction with that with him. Like he could have been an advocate. Yeah. He doesn't address it at all. He he just says he got fat from the pills or whatever. Yeah. He just doesn't really address it. You know, like he should talk about it. Yeah. That's a good point. If it's real. Yeah. Some people will virtue signal now and they'll say they have like mental just problems or something right. just to say like oh woe is me you know like right yeah but virtue signal oh god it sucks but Kanye we have definitely seen something over the years yeah. yeah so even if it's a facade there's something there to an extent to make you like this so that would have been cool if they use that opportunity but yeah it's not, uh, I mean, not I've fashionable gone through enough. my my roller coasters in life um but I really feel like Kanye he he would do really well if he um if he addressed it if it's real, I think that's the the thing that really bothers me. <laughs> that's like, what bothers me it, with everything. I hate that I is go. Is it real? T- that's literally my first thing that I see on any post. Is it real? And then yeah. you scroll through the Twitter comments. Okay, find me supporting documents. There's yeah. usually nothing. You try to go to CNN. There's nothing. Fox News might have something. It's like so confusing to believe yeah. what is true and what's not. So anything is anything nowadays. You know, like you can make up anything and make it real. Okay. That's 100% true. Uh, let's end on a little positive note here then. 
One thing that I do want to say about NFTs, the only awesome utility, and this would get me to invest in an NFT right now, and I don't know why it hasn't happened yet, is if freaking Pokemon Corporation minted NFT Pokemon. That's that's coming. It. I hope so. But that is all, definitely coming. Because that would be super sick. Then there's a utility where it's like there's a set number of them. If you want them, you have to like trade for them, buy them, whatever it is. That would make so much money, especially with like the craze right now with cards. Wait. What? I don't think so yet. But if there's news on it, I want to see it because that should happen. They have like an online like game or something coming out, which is something big that people wanted for years. But Pokemon is always so slow on the uptake. Yeah, they are. They are. They could have capitalized um, so hard on the cards and all of this stuff. There's been rumors about Vivi and Pokemon. Oh, having as like a licensing thing? Yeah. That would be super crazy. Because um, that's like the perfect thing. You have a limited supply. People want the Bulbasaur. You got to freaking pay the money for the Bulbasaur. There's only like 5,000 of them in the world. Yeah, that's exactly how Vivi works. They should need to do that with Pokemon. Because I understand like the other licensing they have for like, okay, Batman or whatever for DC, Spider-Man. But Pokemon is like... It was always a thing where you can catch them, you know, and own them. And it was like, this is part of my team, you know. So if you have your squad of six, you got like, oh, these are my six boys that I paid money for or traded for. That would be incredible. I think Pokemon Go is going to be somewhere on the metaverse too. Oh, it will. 1,000%. I think they talked about it already. That It's already kind of, it's considered AR, right? Yeah. Because they augment it through the phone. right, Right, right. So I think they've already discussed something like that. Like there's already been news about it, but I'm pretty sure Vivi is doing something with, I don't know. Don't, don't quote me on this, but, um, could you imagine what they would do with that though? Like if they use a combination of NFTs for Pokemon and also a uh, game, not really a game, but a uh, part of like AR or, or VR. And they said, okay, we're going to release this Pokemon in Hawaii on this date. That would boom tourism. Right. You know, because people would like come here. Yeah. And they would be walking around looking for it. And it's a virtual experience or whatever. They could control. Okay, this is we want to like set this place off. Let's drop something over here. Right. And it would just help tourism. It would help the economy for certain places. They would literally be able to control so much stuff because people would actually do it for like something that has high value like this. And it's something really cool. I don't know. That's the kind of utility that I see for like things that are like fun games. Are you listening? <laughs> yeah, Pokemon. Come on. This is free game. I don't know. That's fun. That that for me is fun, and that's something that I could get behind. So again, listen I- up, Pokemon. <laughs> She's like, that would be super sick. Cause cause the ape stuff and like please the crypto give him punks. some royalties for that. Thank you, dude. I would. That would be even just anything. Just give me the freaking free Charmander when it does come out. I'll be stoked. <laughs> Give me that. Give me the rare one. Um, but yeah, that's the that's the thing that I always saw with like CryptoPunks and like the apes and stuff. They kind of are like Pokemon. You know, there's yeah. 300 of them or whatever, and you want to try to collect them all. It's impossible unless you have the biggest bankroll in the world. But right, or you want to get the rare ones. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That's, so that's the whole concept with over. like NFTs. You literally just try to get the rare ones. Last thing: Have you ever been onto the NBA Top Shot? Because I realized no. I realized that was the only NFTs that I ever bought because I said I never really? bought any. I said I never bought any. And when at, towards the end of the conversation, I was like, wait, I did buy NBA Top Shot. So this is when it was popping off. I ended up getting I think I made like three or four thousand from it because I was ended up getting a rare guy. And I was like in my head, I literally opened it. And I'm like, I'm not keeping this, this is dumb. And I was also like, this is just like an average player. It's just a low mint. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm going to sell this now. I think I sold it for like four grand. Uh-huh. And then it, now it's trending at like 200 bucks. Yeah, 
Oh yeah, because um, it plummeted. That it plummeted the, whole, the value whole thing. Of, yeah, and I think that was a good experiment for me to see. Like that was a huge IP. It's NBA. You know, everybody knows NBA. Right. Um, they ended up pumping the market with more packs. They said that there was like fifty thousand minted. Then right. all of a sudden it would jump up to seventy five thousand, and people were like, "What the hell? You can't right. just up the stock when you said it was fifty thousand. So for me, I was like, "Okay, I'm out." You know. So I still have some left on there, but the market completely tanked. When at one point you could actually make decent money. So the scary thing about these markets tanking and, you know, pumping and everything is if something is tanked, you never know when it's going to pump again. So and when it does crazy. pump, are you going to sell? Right? You always have to, like, make these decisions. So if Baby Shark pumps again <laughs> and you have your 4000 still, are you going to sell at 4, the first? 4000 I probably need, like, $10 million to make something. <laughs> That you <laughs> These things are worth like point zero 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 one BNB. Wow. Oh no, it's ETH. Just kidding. How much? Or is it BNB? How much um did eight hundred dollars the Shiba Inu get you in terms of amount of tokens? Do you remember offhand? One billion. One billion? Yeah. Shut the hell up! Really? You can have? That's crazy to think you can own one billion of something though, right? I know. Like that's such a. And what I could have done instead of selling is I could have just staked it. What is staking? Okay, last thing. I, I keep saying last thing, but literally what is staking? I don't know. I think... Uh, I don't know how to explain it in layman's terms. Just, you like make more money off your investment. But you can't touch it. it. Yeah. So it's it's stuck in the void, but it's, it's secure. Always stuck in the void. Everything with crypto and blockchain, you're just stuck in the void. Because people always say that you should stake your Ethereum. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. Just do it. No, I want to own it. <laughs> staking it, I know you still own it, but I... It's like a bond at that point, right? Where you can't touch it for X amount of years. That kind of freaks me out. Oh. Because we don't know. Again, it might crash tomorrow. And if I can't right. sell it because it's staked, then I'm screwed. Well, the thing is, if it crashes tomorrow, you can't sell it anyway. You could on the way down. Yeah, but like the last crash, it was so quick. That nobody had, you couldn't yeah. put in a buy yeah. order. Oh, I see. You can't even put it like a, a sell like, order. Who's going to buy it? You know what I mean? It's going so fast. Uh, I see. That's a good point. So like if you're stuck, you're stuck. Just enjoy the roller coaster, <laughs> and then just wait till the next bull market. That's true, and people are again. Bull we're in market, fast. Bull we're run. In, <laughs> we're in fast society where it's like you want money quick, so it's like I'm not gonna hold this for another three months. That's forever from now, right? Whereas before, three but months it, is in like crypto. Three months is so like it's like three years. Yeah, it feels long. It's it, so much advancement, so many new things. Like, it's insane. This was the first year, I think, in crypto for a while that it's kind of been stagnant, too. I think literally, like, I got in around, like, mid-2000s, and it's almost back to mid-2000s after pumping all the way to 4,000. So it's, like, yeah. it's been kind of, like, stagnant in terms of over year-to-year -year growth. It's been almost at the same spot. Whereas really, before, it was, like, 100x, right? Right. Uh, but I really feel like... Like I mentioned, there's some other entities who are trying to get in and Maybe. keeping the market low and then trying to accumulate, you know, because the last accumulation period was when it plummeted in like July, I want to say. Yeah, that's when I that's when I was starting to buy in last so, year. So, yeah. you know, like there's definitely something else going on a mm. lot of times, mm. especially now that it's so much more popular. So what we learned, everybody, is to be wary. Again, we're not Always financial be experts. be vigilant. <laughs> we're not financial experts. Don't, don't take any of this as financial advice. Uh, Everything is a rug. It, uh, yeah, that's true. Everything. Yeah, it's just some rugs don't get pulled for 100 years, but 
it'll right. go down eventually. But I mean, literally, society could be a rug. <laughs> I mean, it is. <laughs> like, look at what, what happened to like the Mayans, the Roman Empire, the Romans. You know, yeah, the Egyptians. A rug. That was a thousand you gotta years. Just, like, live your life and be happy. The U.S. has only been around for two hundred years. Right? Isn't that crazy? The Roman Definitely civilization was over like 500 something years or whatever. Yep. Egyptians and was over 1,000. And we're already 000. like screwing it up as <laughs> it's like 2022. We're like killing the whole planet. <laughs> How is this possible? It's only 200 years. What did we do? We created all this technology that ruins the planet. That's the other fear about crypto. Oh, okay. We got we to gotta end this because we're going to go on What's a whole What's your tent. other fear about crypto? I'm scared. Environmental. Oh, Where they're yeah, saying like the course. mining and stuff. Yeah, is the like, mining is killing the planet. <sighs> okay, we <laughs> we gotta we gotta end this. I don't want to be sad on this last topic. It's yeah. not sad. Environmentally, it's just it makes me um, well because we live in a nice place where we don't see it. You know, well, per the, se. I feel like We're the thing is, as time progresses, um, they'll come up with new technology to fix these problems. But it will it be too late by that point? You know, it's probably it's and that's always what's, too late. But it, yeah, I don't know. This is why I get sad. And but that's. Just, that's because we're humans, and humans are not thinking about those kind of things. They're, t- they're thinking about greed. Yeah, they're thinking about what they can obtain in their lifetime yes. and not what's on the next lifetime. Yep. And that's so hard for, like, us to conceptualize because we're Hawaii. We're always, like, family first and, like, right. protecting the aina. Like, this is, like, stuff that's instilled in us, and we truly believe. Right. You know, like, if people more people come here, our plumbing supply literally can't support the amount of people that are here, and they want to keep building more high-rises. It's yep. like, God, what are we doing, you know? So that kind of stuff is like scary. And but we it's always hard for the government this. to turn that away because it's so much money. It is. And that's why it's like it, it makes you feel kind of like like desperate because it's like, what can we do if literally the government doesn't see it? We can't elect somebody new. The person that we put in there is, doesn't change anything. And it's like, what do we do? And that's when it gets sketchy and like revolts and stuff happen, which is, you know, that would be the worst. So you're going to run for governor? No. I, Tasha said, OK, if Tasha runs, then I'll be a running mate or something. I don't All right. Know, what are we running for? <laughs> I don't know. What can we run for? You guys suggest it, okay? The, the ag- something agricultural or something easy. <laughs> I don't feel like that's easy. I feel like that's that's the most difficult I just, one. I just oh no! It. I was like, Hell no oh my goodness! One. I don't know how to fix those problems. Uh, we'll run the space program in Hawaii. Then we get to work with who? Nobody. Who's doing space? You said Elon is in Kauai allegedly. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but. I don't know. We got to do something more like social act. Okay. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, next time you'll see us, we'll be running for government, apparently, on the next episode. Woo! Thanks, Tasha, for coming on for the second time, first ever, <laughs> that we've had a repeat guest. Let's Very hope honored. that next time I convince Bryson to buy some NFTs because I feel like he's not sold. The day is not done yet. I might be on OpenSea right after this video turns off, so we'll see. I'll let you guys know. You guys will tell by my profile picture. <laughs> Anyway, thank you for coming on, Tasha. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you guys aren't already, please follow or subscribe to the podcast wherever you guys are listening to. Make sure you guys hit that like button, star, five-star rating, whatever. And thank you guys for your continued support. We'll see you on the next one. Aloha. Shoots. Aloha.